Are you ready to live the life of your dreams with the partner of your dreams? Then tune in every hump day, which is Wednesday, and spend lunchtime with Lady Eva for your sexy confidence breaks bands. The Dating Bootcamp Guide. I'm so happy to have again Bibi with me. Uh, last time we talked about wine bottles, <laughs> what it means. And uh, we have been talking. She had a little bit rough week, rough few months. And um, so I called her one night and uh, we were having lots of laughs. And she was telling me what's going on on dating sites. And I said, you know what? We have to talk about that because most people at this point, they cannot go out and meet people, but they are on dating sites. And some of the things she was telling me, I was like, oh my God, you must be kidding me. It's not possible. What the hell is wrong? It's like, I'm saying that when I, I had three people who I interviewed and it's very interestingly they started taking up their tops and with you it's they telling you all their dreams and their desires <laughs> with them. Oh, so what is wrong with us <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I think that maybe people just feel open enough to tell us things or like we won't judge them, I don't know, but I'm getting some of the strangest stories ever and strangest information shared. Um, the approach is insane. I, I'm shocked by it constantly. you shocked? Oh, wow. And it takes a lot to shock me. That's what I'm saying. What is going on? Come on. Anyway. Let's see how you deal with the quarantine and not being able to go out, meet people, really. Um, how are you doing with that? For me, um, I'll be honest, it's been really hard. I live alone and I'm very much an extrovert. So I've been kind of squirrely a little bit. Um, I thrive off of interacting with people and meeting new people and going out and doing things and um, while I have lots of hobbies and things to do, and I'm working from home, which is great. I know it's a privilege that uh, not everyone has, but that stuff's good. It's just what to do when I put away work and try to re replace work-life balance. There's no balance right now because it's all work. I, uh, yeah, I... I told you a while back that I had sworn off dating sites and I was very good at staying off of them because they're so crazy. But um, I literally was going squirrely and looking for somebody to chat with at you know 3 a.m. because I wasn't sleeping. And it's a guarantee you will always find somebody to chat with on a dating site regardless of what hour of the day it is. So I opened another profile and um, I lasted a week before I couldn't take anymore. It was insane. So they're gone. <laughs> So tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me all the dirt, all the fun. Tell me. It's a, it's interesting because I, I think I've talked about this before. Um, there's a there's this uh, phenomenon where you're fresh meat for the first couple of days that you're online, and um, those who've been on the site for a while circle around and and try and take bites of you, and and they do, and they approach, and they hope that you'll respond to whatever their first email is. 
Um, most of them are the shotgun approach of a, you know, a quick, hey, or hi there, or hey, you're gorgeous, talk to me, kind of. And when I was very first online years ago, that was like, wow, somebody's attracted to me. That's lovely. Now I read that like, oh, and how many hundreds of times have you sent that out? You didn't even look at the picture. You didn't read the profile. Um, nothing. So I don't tend to respond to anything that innocuous or, or prosaic. So those ones get deleted immediately. The ones that entertain me, or I at least entertain because I'm bored, say something more than that. And can you see each other or it's just texting or, or no, it's just texting. Well, there's photos of them on their profile always. Yeah, um, and actually POF has a new thing called POF live, which I'm not really sure how it works, but it's, it's like you can stream yourself just sitting there listening to talk or talking to people on through messenger, which is odd. I'm not really sure what to think of that but um no they're just photos and um and messaging but and and i will say this my profile that i put up was really like it didn't say anything about what i'm looking for it just said hey i'm quarantining alone i'm bored let's talk what tell me what you're missing the most during this isolation and social distancing time and it was shocked at the number, the sheer number of um, responses that said uh, that they missed sex straight out, like they, they missed touching someone in sex. The ones that shared what they were doing with their time while they're in isolation, there was a whole whack of them, pun sort of intended, that were spending their time um, masturbating and straight up said so. They were binge watching porn or masturbating and um, and I guess it's a new shotgun approach saying that they were masturbating to my photos or what have you which I think is hilarious because I had two photos up one a headshot and one of a headshot with me wearing a mask um, uh, an N95 mask which maybe <laughs> is the new turn on <laughs> in, in, in the age of pandemic oh she's got an N95 mask um, but I was just shocked at it um, I actually had a number of conversations where people are saying it would be a different and they'd say, well, how's it going on online? And I'd say, well, I'm, I'm shocked at the sheer number of guys that are telling me about their porn binge washing and their fetish fantasies and all these other things. I mean, the fact that they had, didn't even say hello or ask my name or anything before they started in on that was shocking which I shared with a couple of guys when they asked how it was going. And I thought, well, we're going to have a normal conversation. And then they're like, yeah, well, hello, how are you? And would you like to know my fantasy? And it, it devolved into a, a sexting conversation within, you know, minutes. Anyway, it was very clear that they were all wanting to talk explicitly. And that was what they were there for, which, you know, granted, in normal times, is is not that uncommon, but the sheer number of them at this point was was just amazing. So you are not basically a person in their eyes, but it's like, hey, you know, like I yeah. I think everybody kind of goes crazy and uh, each to its own, whatever it pleases them, and I suppose 
it's like being at the bar, you're being the bartender and, uh, you know, it's like being able to tell all their stories instead of holding back and... Mm -hmm. Or even kind of worse, because I don't think that, they're, that people when they're at the bar expect that the bartender is going to fulfill their needs other than handing them another beverage and listening to them talk. This circumstance was more like they were hoping that something would happen, whether it was me talking them through their fantasies and allowing them to fantasize about me or send them personal photos, or I have no idea. It was just a little shocking to me. And then I thought, okay, well, I'll look at this as a sociological experiment, <laughs> find out more about these guys. And then um, I thought, well, heck, if they're going to share their fantasies, I'll find out what they are. And then I was kind of shocked at the number that were so similar. There's a lot, a lot of guys on, on that website particularly that have cuckolding fantasies. And they're looking for somebody to go in and live out their cuckold fantasy with them. Okay. Uh, do they have a profile? Did you read their profile? What they do? What they want? Do they say that they would like to meet someone? Long-term yes. relationship? Yes. Okay. I, I don't think it's the right way to have a long-term relationship. It really isn't. Although that said, um, if this is your ultimate fantasy and you need it sexually, then hey, be up front. Because if you get involved with someone and then bring that on them after after they're thinking you're norm, you know, you're along their same lines of, of, I don't, I almost slipped and said normal because everybody's normal. There is no normal. There's crazy and then varying shades of crazy. <laughs> um, if, if they think that you're the same shade of crazy as they are, and then you, you throw this curveball at them afterwards, then maybe it's wiser to start from the get go. I don't know. But I honestly yeah, don't know. But still, if you, if you, yeah, you explain, okay, your fantasies, but the first time you talk to someone, yeah. you want to yeah. have an intelligent conversation, and they, the intelligence didn't go from their upper head, only from their lower head. Yeah, yeah, that's been the case. I had one individual in a week that um, we talked about anything other than just sex. Wow. How many yeah. people did you talk to? Just curiosity. If you um, had only one, what is the percentage of normal, normalcy? <laughs> In a way. 1% maybe, under wow. 1%. Um, I had 120 messages within the first 24 hours. Holy crap. And um, most of them I didn't interact with. I just deleted because I thought, well, these are, these are shotgun approaches. These are the hey or hi. Or, you know, very low effort, no, no expectation of a response. Um, so I didn't give, you, give them any. Um, I only interacted with ones that, that offered more than a hey or hi there. That you um, thought that they offer more than a hey and a hi. <laughs> yeah, but some of them, the, the offer was decidedly sexual. And it was, and I only started responding to them because I was so amused and bemused by the entire experience. So you were leading them on. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I have no, I have no qualms about it because there was no expectation on my part of us being anything other than entertaining.
Uh, and to be fair, I, I straight up did that from the get-go. I, I straight up said, I'm bored of being in isolation alone. I'm, I'm interested in hearing what you have to say about how you're spending your quarantine time or your isolation. What are you learning? What are you developing? What are you growing? Um, what are you missing? Those were questions specifically in my profile. What you and, grow? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I have friends that are taking classes online with MIT or Yale and um, exploring the international museums that are all online now. Or um, I started taking a flamenco dance class online. And um, there's things to do. It's not all just porn. Yeah, it's a lot to do. It's a lot to do. And it, this is the best time to better yourself and, you know, to mm -hmm. take mm -hmm. yourself to the next level. Exactly. And plan what kind of woman you want, not just for, for the hanky-panky, but what kind of woman you want, you know, if you well, are you know for that. You know, I've been thinking about this, and I think that's the opposite way you should be going. Um, and I, and I, in terms of what am I looking for? Historically, that's been what I've been doing, but I've been thinking about it more in terms of, I can't really control what other people are. And, and if I will meet that person that I'm outlining and making a list of, that'd be wonderful. He may or may not be what I hope or expect. What I can do more effectively is think about what kind of woman I want to be, what kind of life I want to live, mm -hmm. And then just see who I meet along the way and what meshes and what doesn't. Um, because whether you meet somebody who meets all of your criteria, and I, you know, I have a list just as much as every guy or woman that I know has some sort of list of what they're looking for and deal breakers and things like that. Um, but they may tick off every single box. And then you meet them and you feel nothing. There's no attraction. There's nothing. So chemistry is everything. And the best way to develop good chemistry is to start with good materials. And if you are hoping to have something real and authentic and um, honest, get honest with yourself and, and do what you can to develop yourself. So that's kind of what I'm looking at today. It might change tomorrow. I don't think you will find that online, even though I know oh, no. married, um, you know, meeting people, it happened, it happens seldom, mm -hmm. but um, not certain sites are definitely not for that. No, and I don't, I don't personally believe I will meet somebody online. I think it will be in the world. And I don't know where that would be, but I don't, I, I have no expectation of meeting that. Certainly not from a website like Plenty of Fish, which is free <laughs> and full of crazy masturbating lunatics yeah. from, from what I gathered for the last week. Or maybe just desperately lonely people that haven't developed social skills that I would require in a partner. I would be curious and I'm going to uh, look into uh, what men find this time about women when they contact them um, online because you know it goes both ways so it, it's, mm -hmm. it would be interesting to know so if anybody wants to share just uh, send me a shout and if you don't 
I'm going to find somebody who's going to, because I know it, it's, it's one of those things that people are shying away. They don't want to talk about and, uh, you know, especially no names. Yeah. Um, well, and then the, the other part of it is that, you know, we don't have an end in sight to the social isolation stuff or the social distancing. So even if you were to meet somebody that intrigued you and was interesting, part of that excitement is the, you know, the looking forward to meeting somebody in person to see if that translates into chemistry and connection. Um, and if you don't know when that will happen or if it will. But you can be if you drive uh, in a parking lot. He gets out in one from one car, you from the other one, you look at each other, you keep the two meter distance, whatever, six feet, and, um, and just wave and then talk. I mean, there is possible. It's possible. I suppose it is. I don't, I don't necessarily find that chemistry translates across the six. I was saying that that's it even easier because you don't have that tension that you have to touch, you have to hug, you have to give a kiss at the end. It's really just plain you. So, but you can feel the energy across. So mm. you don't have to to jump in each other's arms, right? Yeah. Well, theoretically, that makes sense. It's easier. I don't necessarily believe it is easier, but theoretically it makes sense. Yeah, but it's easier in a way because you you don't have that awkwardness. Touch the hand, yeah. don't touch the hand, give a hug, don't give the hug. Is she going to accept me to, you know, to give a, a, a kiss on the cheek or not? So you don't have, you take that out. So it's going to be like, oh, hi, how are you? And you talk and you feel... You see how you feel, and then you can continue on, on the phone. I guess so. I find for me um, at this point in time that I have so I feel awkward even around friends because my instinct, everything in my being wants to go over and hug the people I care about or that I'm interacting with. I want to hug. I want to shake hands. I want to feel that connection, that, um, that engagement in some capacity. And so it, it, for me, it's awkward and stilted, even with people I already know and love, to see them in person. Talking to them on the phone is one thing. That's, that's fine. We do that for years. Yeah. Um, but even like if I were to go see my parents, I want to give them a hug goodbye, and I can't because they're high risk, and we are supposed to be separated, and we don't know, blah, blah, blah. Um, feels awkward and it feels uncomfortable and it smacks sometimes of rejection almost. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it could necessarily be any easier. It might be worse because you would feel like there was a rejection whether there was or wasn't. Or maybe I would feel that way. The thing, it, it would not feel like a rejection because you are not allowed to. But if you are allowed to and it's not happening, then it's a rejection because it's not happening. So that's why I'm saying it's a safe place. I, that's the one thing I miss hugging. It's like mm -hmm. my pets, they, they want to move out because I'm hugging them constantly. <laughs> it's like, just leave me alone. Go, go, go. You know? <laughs> Seriously. But that's, 
I'm, I'm also a hugger. I like to hug people, yeah. especially when I meet my friends. And, and you know, it's, it's just, I, it's something that we are social beings. So Absolutely. No, I have felt like it was a bit of a rejection when I wasn't able to hug somebody or they're like, okay, well, bye. And they wave or whatever. <laughs> I get it. I know we're not allowed. It just still emotional. There is still that emotional impact of not being able to do it. And that may just be me and my quarantine brain right now. Yeah. Um, I have been extraordinarily isolated um, because I am high risk. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, yeah, I, it, it has taken a toll. I know. I, I hear you. I go out for a half an hour walk once or, or one once a week or once every other week I go out shopping with the mask and everything else mm-hmm. and I come home and, and that's it. It's uh, thank God I have a yard because otherwise uh, really, you know, yeah. it makes a difference. in the apartment, I would, I would go bananas. Well, and thank goodness for your pets because I lost my pet in the summer and, um, and being without even that affection of an animal has been very difficult. Oh, by the way, do you know that I was watching that SPCA, a, yeah, BCSPCA says that they don't have animals. The show yeah, they're down to like empty. two cats and one dog or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great. I just hope they are not going to bring them back after uh, the quarantine is over because those yeah. pets they got used to and if they were nice enough to keep you company, what you can do, take care of them, even exactly. after them. There are a ton of other shelters that have just closed for adoption. So there are animals out there. They're just not allowing the adoptions to have to happen at all. Um, I was looking at a cat at a shelter a while back and I, I phoned, but they said, no, there's nobody coming in. There's nobody going out. And the pets will just stay where they are. until. I, I don't know because they, filling out forms and they are taking requests yeah for spca yeah. there's other places like uh cares and um a bunch of other smaller ones that mm-hmm. that are not operated the same way yeah well i don't know but it doesn't seem like it's going to end very soon so hopefully it's going to be nice and your pool is open and uh yeah I'm, I might come down and you sit on one side of the pool, me on the other side. And there you go. That's at least 30 <laughs> feet away. We'll be safe. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Well, and I, there's all sorts of information out there on how to start or, or maintain relationships during this time. I don't know that starting one would necessarily be an effective way to go at this point in time for me anyway. I think there's a lot of attention being paid to maintaining relationships that you already have, friendships, family, um, even one with yourself. And then just better prepare yourself so that when you have a date with somebody, you can have something to talk about. Maybe be more in touch with yourself and be more at peace with yourself. I don't know. Well, there is one thing. If you cannot be by yourself and you don't like being by yourself, how you expect mm. other people to be with you in a way, yeah. you know? But this is like having a long distance relationship. If somebody had that experience, they know that 
how it goes. You know, it's mm -hmm. not easy, but you can overcome it. And if you have that that connection and that strong bond, is going to survive. If not, even relationships that I believe that relationships that they are in the same household are harder to maintain. Every I hear from people, I said, "Oh, thank God, my husband is working." Or, Thank God my wife is working. I would go crazy to be 24-7. <laughs> so it's like, you know, there is, a, there is such a thing that, uh, you know, you have to take Too much of somebody. Yeah. I think everybody needs their own space and time to themselves. Absolutely. It makes a difference. Unless you have a big mansion and you can have your east wing and they can have the west wing. And then, you know, you just meet for supper and that's okay. Well, and then there you go. They've got space and time apart. If you're in, God forbid, a, a 600 square foot condo or less in Vancouver with your partner, I, can, I can't imagine being mentally okay with that 24-7 for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. You need to have a place and a time where you're not in each other's space and you're just having time for you. But we are still lucky because we are allowed to go for a walk. Like I was talking to a friend of mine in Paris. Mm -hmm. They have a paper. And when they go out, they are checked. And they are not allowed to do only, uh, go only around their neighborhood. Wow. In America, they, get, uh, they get a fine. So it's like really very strict. Wow. Yeah. So, that would be terrible. Yeah. So he takes his dog out and says, um, I cannot go further than that. So I'm going around. I come back and that's it. Wow. And homes in Paris are quite small. Yeah, it depends where you are. Yeah, definitely. Wow. So, so we are still lucky. We are, absolutely. I, I mean, this is, this, I'm speaking from a position of incredible privilege. I mean, I'm not wanting or, or lacking for anything, and I know that. It's not, um, I don't want to be seen as a whiner because I am not whining. I'm just learning and, um, and reflecting that human nature is not always at its best, and, um, and that includes myself. Because I, I admit, I've been bored, so I've entertained this con conversation. I, I even sort of led, uh, led them on to, to share it with me because I was bored. There are people in this world that don't have that luxury. And, um, and yeah, so this is, this is just silliness. But, you know, the only thing we, two things we had, our imagination and hope. Yes. So... You know, like it let your imagination go wild because uh, it's going to, if it helps you. Mm -hmm. Some people, that's how they, they go through things. You know, they see the bigger picture. They see the future, how it's going to be. And that's how they go through the hard times. So I suppose it's one of those things. I think so. And, and you're right. Imagination and hope is, is all we really truly need or, or have at this point because information and the world changes every day and so we we do need to cling on to both of those so i'm i'm as i said i'm very curious what women talk about uh, how, uh online and uh, how is their interaction you know like you had your interaction but it's or or men how how they see that 
woman respond to them actually that I would be curious about? I, I am always curious about it because I, I hear things, but then I, it doesn't gel with the way I look at the world or if I experience it. And I honestly don't think I'm that unusual. I really don't. So I'm always curious as to what guys are experiencing and what they're hearing and um, what other women are, are doing online. I'm curious if other women are experiencing the same things that I am because. But, but I'm curious what is in the men's mind when they, they just start talking about their, their pleasure point instead of talking about having a normal discussion, you know, mm. Mm. they don't know you. So maybe that's why it's easier for them or. Well, and because you're hiding behind a screen. Yeah. That's know, I mean, all they see is a photo. Mm -hmm. um, it may or may not be you. I mean, in my case, it was me, but there are people online that use other people's photos all the time. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I mean, it, it's entirely fantasy. It's entirely, you know, nebulous. It, it, the fact that they may run into me at Shoppers Drug Mart down the street, uh, I don't think even occurs to them. Yes, that's true. But right? some people are so outspoken and they have all these opinions mm. and attacks and everything like uh, online because they never met you, they don't know you. So yeah. it's easier to be callous and disrespectful. If you never met the person, if you would meet the person in person, it would be very different. And also people can read into something in text. They, they imbue it with, um, with intonations and um, emphasis that may or may not be there with, um, with agendas and ideas that you may or may not mean to convey. So when you're just reading something, you're missing half the communication, body language, tone, volume, all of those things play a role in what we're saying. Body language, that's a big one, because mm -hmm. then you kind of can read people. Some yeah. people know, but yes, most well, of the time. There's all sorts of things, even micro expressions. That, I mean, if I were to text something, and mean it sarcastically as a joke, they wouldn't necessarily know that without seeing the glint in my eye or, or something like that, right? So yeah. they could take it as offensive or they may take it seriously. There's all sorts of ways that people read things differently than what is meant to be conveyed. That's why sometimes I write something and it's sarcastic and I write in brackets, it's a joke, you know, like I'm yeah. being sarcastic. It's just me, the sarcastic me or something like that. So, <laughs> and you have to sometimes, you really do. When you write, yeah, definitely. Because even when you talk and you keep a straight face and your intonation is, is you know, like, like you mean it. Mm -hmm. And unless they are really, they can read body language really well, they are not going to know what's going on. They are not going to get it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm getting, I need, you know, my mind is kind of going crazy too. So I have to, I'm getting lots of jokes. And today I got something and I was laughing. It was in English uh, also, but this was in French. I'm not going to translate. It's like when you, how to find your, uh, your password. 
mm. and how never is right that at the end you blow up but this was in french and in french it was so funny i was here like rolling like laughing and i said my tummy hurts but this is what we need we need to laugh we need to do something that it's very different you cannot put yourself in in that negative mindset because if you do that you're not going to survive this either mentally or even your life that's very true you have to be positive you have to focus on what it is that you want um i'm vacillated between positive and and um negative or despairing um and i think that's part of being alone all the time and um i was sick in the beginning i had a, a terrible flu but um yeah nobody's perfect all the time you just have to keep reminding yourself and bringing your yourself back to your best self and your best attitude and remind Dude. yourself that nothing is forever nothing is forever absolutely everything is temporary and and that we need to just focus on what we want down the road yeah definitely you know what when the time when the weather is nice you can come by mm -hmm. i sit outside in the yard you sit one place i'm sitting on the other place do you go and uh, drive around i have um once I was over my initial illness, I was able to drive again, and um, I go for I've gone for a couple of long drives, really long, like a couple of hours, just sort of out into the valley and or into the city and looking at cherry blossoms and watching the water at the beach or what have you. I need to get out and see stuff because I do have a lovely yard, but if you stare at the same thing every day, you stop seeing it. Um, I noticed this morning when I looked out the tree that has been just barren all of a sudden has leaves on it and I didn't even notice them springing forth. <laughs> One minute is a bare tree, the sticks, and now it's got leaves and, and another tree has got its apple blossoms all over it. So um, things change and I'm not even noticing them. So I do need to mix myself up and, and, and get out there. Funny, I was watching my tulips, they are beautiful, and today I was going out for a walk with my dog, and I realized that that tree in front of the house actually has leaves, and I yeah. didn't see that, and it's like, when did it happen? It's like, really, you are so closed up in your mind, but this is the time to to live, to, to be in the moment, basically. Absolutely, you know? exactly, exactly that's the thing and it's interesting maybe that's what the guys on puff were doing just sort of living in the moment because that's what they wanted at that moment or living in the hope and the fantasy of of something else but yeah i don't know i mean i i don't see anything wrong in in indulging in fantasy i just think it needs to be mutually agreed upon that that's what's going to happen <laughs> yeah but still i found it funny i said okay there are so many things you can do and that's the only thing you do all day long i wonder i mean you know, of course you don't have to walk very far so you don't have to save your energies okay but still, you know, <laughs> there's no energy to be saved but still you know it's like come on conversation have something stimulate your mind too yeah well Apparently, they are definitely imaginative. 
That was so much fun. I always like talking to you. And we have so much fun. It's, I mean, you know, you do the things I don't do. I signed up last year, I believe, on dating sites, two of them. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I cannot. I cannot do it. After two months, I just stepped down. I cannot do it. I was watching a video of a fellow talking about dating online or, or finding a site for people. Um, I don't even remember what the topic was, but he was totally advocating for um, sort of an attitude of you get what you pay for, that if you are serious about what you want and you're willing to invest in building and getting what you want, then look to a site that costs um, and look to a site that has um, more to offer than just a catalog of whoever else has signed up for free. So he was suggesting eHarmony was great and that they had algorithms, blah, blah, blah. So I heard that, but I will admit I have been on pay sites before. Um, I tried two, three different pay sites briefly in the past. And I found that the ones that, um, that I tried, not, I didn't pay for eHarmony, but I tried for three other ones. Um, and it was the same people on those sites as were on the free site. Mm-hmm. that the so-called algorithms that supposedly match you with somebody who's appropriate for you were not particularly effective or oh. any different than what was available on the free site. I found eHarmony to be very expensive. Um, I, have, I have signed up for it um, for the free site or the free profile, which doesn't allow you to properly communicate or, or really see the photos that they're all fuzzed out or whatever. But it does allow you to try the the quiz and try the algorithm and see who they think would match with you. And um, and I was not impressed with what was coming back at me. Um, maybe that speaks to me. Um, maybe that speaks to them or, or the algorithm or who's on the site at the time. But I found that the, that the so-called questionnaire or the or the quiz that they walk you through and make you answer all these questions in order to find the person. I found it very odd. It was sort of, there was quite a few things where, you know, which one of these pictures is more appealing to you? Well, neither of them are particularly appealing. It's just squiggly lines. What difference does it make? But apparently that contributes to something about your personality or what have you. And I'm not really sure that I buy it. You know who I, um, how I feel about looking at those pictures? Mm-hmm. Okay, A-grade chicken turkey. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's mm-hmm. like choosing, you know? No. Yeah, yeah. It's, still, it's still the same kind of like catalog shopping, quite frankly. Yeah, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. If I cannot meet the person in old-fashioned way, you know, like, I don't know, a shopping center or whatever. No. Yeah. Well, and then I, um, you know, it was suggested to me that if I was serious about finding somebody, I looked to a matchmaker. And I investigated a couple of matchmaking sites where there's things like um, It's Just Lunch or... I know, I know a good one. I used, um, now it's quarantine, but I used to do some work with them. Uh-huh used to prepare the guys for even women you know to, mm-hmm. to look presentable mm-hmm. 
So it's, and I know the lady, it's super, super nice, uh, knowledgeable, and uh, also she, um, she has another, another matchmaking in Calgary, I believe, or Toronto, something like that. Well, my question, I had a lot of questions about the ones that I found, and I, and I did some research in quality questionnaires. Uh, I looked at um, the Better Business Bureau in terms of their reputation for being able to deliver what they promise people. If you decide, I can uh, introduce you to this lady. Really, really good. And um, the people, she has... Well, I'm, like, again, what I'm, my point, though, is that I don't know how more effective they are than less so because they don't even know you as well as you do. And they're limited to the people in their database. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I don't know what I think of those. But I have read the... the Better Business Bureau's reviews of several of them. This is the card. Um, okay. Divine intervention. Yeah, I don't know if I would feel comfortable. I think that the prices they charge are enormous, and the results that they've gotten people is uh, sporadic and and not particularly impressive. Mm -hmm. At least that's from what I could see from online research. I don't know that that company in particular. I haven't seen that, but the ones that I have seen. And you can, uh, not now, but when you decide and later on when actually you can meet, mm -hmm. you can um, give her a call and talk to her. She's very, very nice, very knowledgeable. She's uh, on the ball. It's really. So, okay. yeah, there are a few places like that is okay because I met the guys who she had and uh, they were looking for someone and was uh, matching them up. And um, they were very, very nice men. Hmm. So and they were seriously looking for somebody oh, yeah. because they've obviously invested yeah. a significant amount of money in order to find someone. Yes. And they found, they found someone. Really? Okay. Yeah. And because that's not what the feedback is for most of the other places. Yeah. No, no. She's she's uh, she's making a, an effort to make sure that you you are satisfied and she's not not stringing you along. That's good. Very good. I just it just popped in my mind. I haven't talked to her now in a, in a quite a while because whatever is going on. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's. Um, I'd be interested to hear what she has to say about what's going on whether her business has been affected, if she's still looking for people, for others, if, you know, her recommendations, because there are a lot of people, particularly um, in my age group, which I'll be generous with myself, and I'll say between 40 and, and 60, that are single yeah. and that are looking and that when they're not working, where do they meet people? Their kids aren't playing sporting games. They're not out there in the world. How do they connect with anyone? Yeah, it's very straightforward. So it says, you want, you want to have a person like that? Look at you. <laughs> you know, like, she really, like, she's giving some courses too for some oh. people. But, yeah, it's, uh, she's totally, totally approachable. And she's very, very good. Interesting. Okay. And instead of, of having, uh, you know, people on uh, online, 
and uh, having their fantasies all out there. <laughs> Besides that, you know, if you are with someone, you still have to pay the rent, you have to pay bills, you have to have something in common. But yeah. you do, it's not enough. There's always something to be looking for. Yeah, definitely. And there's always some, you know, opportunity to figure things out. I think I've, well, I know I've decided to use this time as sort of a pause button to get myself figured out mm -hmm. and, um, and move forward with taking care of me so that when I am in a position to meet somebody and that there is chemistry that I am comfortable enough with who and what I am and what I want and I am capable of moving forward without a whole lot of baggage or fear of commitment or triggers and things. And have your boundaries really clear. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. So actually, yeah, that's, that is important, you know. Mm -hmm. But you are pretty much on your way because we have been talking. So it's, uh, after this, you're going to be flying, honey. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and if not, I'll, I, you know, I've been entertained. You swim. You can swim too. If you don't want to fly, you can swim. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to be surrounded by plenty of fish. <laughs> well, not with the plenty of fish. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for being a part. Yeah, I enjoy chatting with you. Yeah. So I hope uh, people can lighten up a bit and can have some fun. Gentlemen, think about the big pictures and think about uh, all your fantasies. Some of them, it's good to be kept for the special someone. And uh, ladies, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, live the life of your dreams with the partner of your dreams. Lady Eva says goodbye.